This is a Renew original recording. Hello and welcome to the Believing People podcast, a project conceived to allow me, Matthew Butler, to spend time talking with people who are intrinsically linked to our drug and alcohol service in Hull. Today I have with me Daryl Lant and we discuss volunteering and the path into working at a drug and alcohol treatment service in Hull. So first of all, would you please like to introduce yourself? Um, I'm Daryl Ann. I'm one of the duty workers at Hull Renew. Thank you, Daryl Ann. So Daryl the reason why I've asked you to come today is because I've known you for just uh, just over a year now, I think it is, yeah. or somewhere there along. So when you started, when you, when you came to me, obviously you were interested in volunteering in services, and I really liked it when we started to get to know each other, got to learn a little bit about your background, so... I kind of want to talk a little bit about you first because you didn't go to university, you didn't go to college and um, I think these jobs that we do are often associated with higher education and things of that nature but when I go to uh, Hull University and talk, I, I, I primarily talk about the need for experience and the need for students to be volunteering because whilst I'm not diminishing the importance of a degree or education, I think that first-hand experience is, is important as well. So. Tell me a little bit about when you first left school and, and what you did then. So when I first left school, um, I actually first had a little job with Builder Bear. Oh, nice. <laughs> um, and that was really good fun. But eventually from then, I moved to Nando's. Yeah. Um, I started as a cashier at Nando's. And then over my 11 years, I worked my way up with different programs as staff rep, buddy trainer, all the way up to management. Yeah. Um, while I was at Nando's in my management, it gave us a lot of opportunity to really do what I absolutely loved, and that was community work. Yeah. Um, so when I was at the Prince's Key branch, we did a lot of work with local soup kitchens. We also opened on Christmas Day to feed the homeless. Um, and through actually having that freedom as a manager, it really made me feel that I had that passion to, that I wanted to bring more. Where did that passion sort of come from then? Because when you told me you did the, the Christmas Day stuff, and obviously the, I used volunteering at the soup kitchens, why why in particular did you want to go through that, that route of helping? I think because I could see, obviously, working in the town centre, there was a lot of people, you know, you could see were struggling, there was a lot of substance misuse, um, and there was a lot of stigma attached to it, and people would just look at people um, and literally just walk away and not help. But I was wanting in our role, because working at Nando's, we could make a difference, and that was my, I wanted to sort of, be impacted in that and that's why we looked at like this, I started volunteering at the soup kitchens that really opened my eyes to be honest and the teams were absolutely fantastic that worked there and then from working at the soup kitchens it wanted to also make me bring it back into Nando's to help the community as well and see what we could do to do work you, as partnership. Do you get recognised by any of our service users from the work that you did at Nando's? Or? Actually no surprisingly. You know, it's, it's, it's interesting because these are once part of the conversations that I've had with people over the years especially those that have lived experience of homeless they always say things like you know i don't remember the people that give me food i don't remember the people that gave me money what i remember is the people that sat down got on eye level with me and spoke to me mm-hmm. uh, they're, they're the they're the people i remember the people that would sit with me for five ten minutes and made me feel i suppose made me feel like a human being um and it's one of the things with homelessness where you, you said it yourself you know there's that stigma attached to it like i think it's bizarre and, and we've all done it we've just walked past homeless people and I think it's the things that, that come into your head as well, especially before I start working in services. I used to think about like, oh, I wonder what I wonder what they did to end up there. Do you know, I, I wonder who they've they've pissed off, or how can they be in that position where nobody would take them in? Because in my head, I often think oh, if I was to be made homeless, mm-hmm. I've got plenty of friends and family that'd happily take me in. Do you know, but 
it's, it's not necessarily the case. And I think one of the things that once you realise, once you do sit down and talk to them and have those conversations and make them feel like human beings in the way that they should feel, you get to learn some really interesting stuff about their life and their situation. And a lot of it primarily comes down to, to substance misuse as well. And obviously you've come to us as a volunteer. So the work you're doing with homeless people, was there any sort of passion for substance misuse and helping yeah, people with those so, issues then when you was doing that? Yeah, the passion for me was more with the soup kitchens because mm-hmm. there was a lot of like a lot of these clients at the kitchens speaking about the substance misuse and mental health and other things like that. And at that time, I wasn't trained or skilled to be able to offer that advice. Mm-hmm. So that was a really like drive for me to say, you know what? I want to be able to help these people to be able to refer them into the right place, to be able to give them that knowledge, advice, and actually be trained to do that. So that's given me that passion, and that's when I went to Renew. I think that's the scary thing as well. We, we kind of put it in our heads so so often with with delivering like a, a you know a brief intervention or something like that that we have to have these skills. When really the only skill that we need is is just it's not even a skill. It's just empathy. Yeah. To be an empathetic person, to sit down and have these have these conversations with people, um, and that's what it primarily bubbles down to. It's not that you need to be some mental health specialist. It's not that you need to be, you know, a specialist in substance misuse. You don't need to know everything about every drug under the sun, or you know, everything about alcohol. You just need to be an empathetic person to listen to people and listen to the stories. And I think that's one of the driving forces behind this podcast is believing that everybody has a story to tell. And that comes from, I think, some of the stuff that we've done with homeless people, of just sitting down and talking to them. Um, but going back to volunteering then, so you was at Nando's, you joined us as a volunteer. Um, was there anything that prompted you to, to make that call to us to come over as a volunteer with us specifically? For me, it was the volunteering experience in general. So mm. as soon as I started volunteering with Renew, I based myself quite a lot in duty. Yeah. Um, how much I came across and like every experience I learned was just fantastic. It was just like every day was so different. We learned like the stuff with the needle exchanges, the BBVs, hepatitis C and the treatment through that. And actually being in a role and volunteering, I'd come every day and I'd feel like I'd go home and say, you know what, I've really helped someone today. And sometimes I didn't sort of get that feeling from Nando's. It was more when we did events and stuff like that. But the fact of going to somewhere every day and having that feeling for me was fantastic. And that's made me feel actually this is what I want to do for a job. So did you you know, so before you started volunteering, was it like, that's what I want to do as a job I want to go? Or did you, was you kind of thinking, do you know what, I'll give it a go and see what I think of it? Where was you with that? No, at first I was just like, went from working at the soup kitchens and I absolutely loved it. It was something I wanted to learn a little bit more about and just gain more knowledge. And then as soon as I got into Renew, everyone was sort of friendly, the staff um, so accommodating, always like available to help me learn as much knowledge as possible. And I just felt like, I felt like the first time I was actually made to be somewhere. I felt like everything I've built up to over this 11 years because I was scared of change. I didn't want to sort of venture somewhere else in case it didn't work out. But it's probably the first time in my life I've, I know I've made the right decision because I've, I'm not, I'm, I, I, sorry, I am where I should be. Yeah. That's how I feel. I love that. Obviously, in the in the car here, you said it was the best decision you've ever made. Hundred yeah, percent. I love that. I love that. Um, and do you know, and one thing that I am really proud of us as, as an organisation and us as a service is the way that we can, or the way that we do recruit internally. I think we've got so many staff members now that since I started doing this role four or five years ago, have come for the volunteering route. And what I love about that is. No one's joining these services uh, to work in them under false pretenses because so many people, I think, get involved in drug and alcohol treatment services thinking, I'm going to save the world, I'm going to get everybody off drugs and, you know, it's going to be great. Whereas the reality that that that's not necessarily the case. Um, and I think coming in as a volunteer, 
you understand our service users. You understand that every day is not always, you know, sunshines and rainbows, and and we're we're dealing with people that are, you know, living quite chaotic and unstable lives. And sometimes for a lot of them, their substance misuse issues is one of the last things that's primarily on their mind of, of things that they want to change in life. So I think it's really good that we recruit internally because when basically I think there's retention there. People aren't coming in and thinking, right, I'm going to, I'm, I'm leaving now because it's not what I thought it was. Like, would you agree? So, like, in terms of you now you're in the duty role, is it kind of everything that you expected everything it would be? I, yeah, because exactly. I had that volunteering yeah. experience. I think if I'd sort of come in and not had that, it would have probably overwhelmed me. Yeah, but the fact, yeah, yeah, but the fact I had that experience before going in and sort of knew what I was going into. And I, I feel like because I had that voluntary role, as soon as I went into paid appointment, I felt like I was ready. I was ready to start because I sort of felt, yes, I've got more to learn, but I have a really good back knowledge because I volunteered and because I've lived it. What's your favourite part about working in services now? Then? Oh, I just love, you know what? Actually spending time with the clients yeah. to get to know um them obviously what they've been through how we can help them like saying off in the bbv interventions and yeah. it, for me it's just nice to come in in the morning and they go all right daryl yeah, no, yeah, no, <laughs> yeah. Right yeah yeah and it's just nice yeah. that they actually start to become familiar and they feel like that's their safe place and yeah. for me the fact that you can make somebody feel like that is super important yeah so daryl this week is volunteers week and going on your uh, first-hand experience how would you encourage someone to go ahead and volunteer in a service like ours? I would just do it. Yeah. Um, the best thing I did was literally put the referral into volunteer um, and just through that I just learned so much. And the volunteering is so important because coming from, like I said, with no experience and never worked in substance misuse, it just gives me so much knowledge and be able to make that impact. When I remember when I first volunteered, um, there was a client who was actually in the traffic in Beverly Road um, due to a crisis um, and we managed to calm him down, calmed the um, the people down in the car because they were beeping quite a lot making the situation a lot worse. Um, but for me, being able to be put in situations like that but to learn but to also help people and we obviously removed him from the traffic and we obviously sat and had words with him and just sort of got him in a better frame of mind it was just such an impact and for me volunteering like I say one day could be like that one day you could be doing BBV testing and testing people for bloodborne viruses that is fantastic by the way yeah. um but yeah volunteering is just so great for knowledge experience and what like say if you are really passionate and you want to get in a paid role absolutely do it because that is your way in brilliant thank you very much darling and to, to finish i've got a series of questions that i like to ask all my guests let's have a look what we've got here so first question does what is your what is your favorite word a word Ooh, positivity nice i like that one <laughs> what is your least favorite word Negativity. Negativity. <laughs> Negativity. Yeah, it probably would. Uh, tell me something that excites you. Oh, you know what? It has to be a coffee and a croissant. <laughs> <laughs> okay, tell me something that doesn't excite you. Oh, probably McDonald's, you know. Really? Just don't do it for me, no. Ah, I love it. I enjoy McDonald's. Oh, no. I'm passionate about McDonald's. <laughs> That's what would excite me. Fancy Mackey D's. I'm like, yeah, what for that? Uh, what sound or noise do you love? Oh, sound or noise? Oh, it has to be the rain. Oh. I absolutely love the rain, especially when you're in a car and you're not getting wet. It's absolutely yeah, fantastic. I, I, I enjoy that. Yeah, I was uh, I was feeding feeding baby the other night and it just started absolutely hammering it down. I just turned all my music off and there it was. It was just 
It was just so peaceful. You just feel like you're in a romantic movie exactly. without so, watching yeah, a movie. Yeah. It's just amazing. And then she started crying and I thought, I can't even hear it now. So not romantic no, anymore. No, not romantic <laughs> anymore. Nothing good about that. What sound or noise do you hate? Oh, I'd have to say my alarm in the morning. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think it's because it's not on a great alarm tune. It just rings Are constantly. You an I'm an iPhone, yeah. Yeah, iPhone has a terrible one. The uh, the Samsung one, you can have a little dance to first thing in the morning. And Abby's got a new Samsung phone, so try that alarm in the morning. Changes your day, Abby. It's wonderful. <laughs> uh, what is your favourite curse word? Curse? Oh. It'd be as vulgar as you want. <laughs> Well, I don't know about that one, you know. No. Cursing. Oh, yeah. so that's like a swear word. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't think I've heard you swear much, to no. be fair. You're not much of a swearer. Piss off. Piss off, yeah. <laughs> there's, some, there's some power behind that when you're directing it at somebody like that. Um, okay, what profession other than your own would you like to attempt? Ooh. If you want doing this as a recovery worker, is I would else? love to be a paramedic. Nice. I think because, like I say, it's very hands-on and it really does impact and change people's lives. You'd make a good paramedic. I know, apart from if I saw blood or anything, I'm like, ew. There you go, maybe maybe, maybe not so much then. You've got the the right attitude to be a paramedic, but yeah, if you can't handle blood, it's probably not the one. I'd be all right eventually. I remember when Ellie first showed me how to do BBV testing, I was like, oh no, Ellie, I can't do this. And And then you know what, look at me now, absolute bloodbath virus like Ninja. No, 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 you're a bloodbath virus Ninja, I like it. Um, what profession would you not like to do then? So what, what would be the worst? Mm. If, if you had a job, what would be the worst thing? Probably something like a solicitor or something like that. Yeah. You know, just more like admin, like... Paper yeah, paper-based yeah. and not be very face and like face contact, that. stuff like that. I don't think that would be very me. I get that. If heaven exists, what would you like to, uh, what would you like to hear God say when you arrive at the pearly gates? You are amazing, girl. You've got this. Come on in. Come on in. <laughs> Come on in. Kettles on. Kettles Take on. Take a seat on this nice fluffy cloud Come, love. Yeah. More than welcome. Daryl, that is it from me. Thank you yeah. very much for your You're time welcome. today. I appreciate you coming in, especially at short notice. That's fine. And it's been, uh, it's been wonderful to talk to you. So awesome. Thank you very much. Welcome. And if you enjoyed this episode of the Believe in People podcast, don't forget to check out our other episodes and hit that subscribe button.